Congratulations. You're listening to Congratulations Pine Tree, the Bay's number one arts and culture podcast with me, Kate Rhodes. And me, Maysoon Wazwaz. We have to say a beautiful thank you to a very, very lovely listener email we got from Robbie. Shout out to Robbie. Robbie. And Maysoon, I didn't do hardly a damn thing this last week. Me but neither. Thankfully, isn't that weird? And mercifully, it is weird. I think it's the time change and all that has got us all fouled up. But good news, we got a deluge of listener questions Yay. to our email. Go listeners, you guys and are I the wanna, best. Hell yeah. And I want to remind the listeners that if you want to send us an email, send it to congratulationspinetree at gmail.com. Or you can text or call us at 419-351-6606. Or you can tweet us at Pine Tree Podcast. Perfect. Ooh, and if you go to congratulationspinetree.com, there's going to be a little donate button in the top right corner if you want to donate to the show and uh, help us out with all the the costs of our next contest. What's our next contest? <laughs> Let's reveal the next contest, Mason. Okay, next contest is... Non-denominational. Um, can it be related to it turkeys, can't. your favorite animal in the wild? Okay, like what? Mm. First Spotting person to them? send us a picture of a turkey in person. Like, it's got to be a picture that you took of a turkey. You in- next to the turkey, but from a safe distance. Yeah, yeah, don't get hurt, please. Don't bother the turkeys and don't hurt the turkeys and don't. Do you think that's a good one or do you think there are too many turkeys out and about that everyone's going to send us pictures? No one does anything anyway. <laughs> okay. It's only going to be Ingrid winning again. <laughs> First person to take a photo of a turkey that you have met in the wild will win a hand made oh, a handmade turkey <laughs> like Some turkey drawing, drawing of a turkey i'll draw them a turkey cute will you actually use okay, your hand cute. though can you actually use your hand in your drawing like how you used to yeah, do it obviously it'll school. look better than when you were five years old but can you actually use your hand as like the base of the drawing please oh of course oh, yes i can't a, wait a really i'm gonna win i'm gonna win turkey wait do we need to make oh, god damn it may soon you can't win <laughs> do we need contest. to make rules is it a conflict of interest if i if yeah, i the apply to you our own competitions Yes, it is a conflict of interest. It's insider trading. It's a violation but no one's of the Geneva paid to do Convention. Anything. It's not like I'm stealing money You're from the people. Paid in hand turkey. Oh, that sounds really okay. dirty. And exposure. And exposure, Mason. Oh, that's and true. Think exposure. Of the exposure. Think of the exposure I'd be getting. Okay. And the cryptocurrency. <laughs> Fine. I promise I won't. Oh my god, we got a we got a fucking before we get to the listener email, we got one listener email from friend of the show, (sighs) Margaret Tedesco. I couldn't even deal. I was like NFT mania, I'm not in. I don't know. I just don't know. I was like, I'm gonna have Kate explain it all to me, is what I said to myself. Oh god, (laughs) we're not explaining fucking NFTs again. It's a damn no 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 no, record that you own a thing in a ledger on a blockchain who gives a shit. Your response was like, sounds like Barf City. So I wanna know more about what you what you thought about this. Oh yeah, it's Barf City. Tell me. Okay, well look here. Here's the deal. Takeshi Murata is going to be on a panel that's being put on by Ratio 3. Right. Okay. It's in partnership with the Fine Arts Museum of San Francisco and the Battery. And it's going to be Thursday, November 18th at 6.30. You can just stream it online. Oh, I might go. Okay. But it's going to take place at the Battery. I think you can also go there, I guess. Or maybe they're just streaming from there. But you can watch the damn thing online. (laughs) 
Oh, fucking God. It's called NFT Mania, the Future of Art or Venture Backed Experience. Wow, what a blah, fucked blah, up title. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the sad thing to me, though, is that I really like Takeshi Murata's work. Yeah. Yeah. And Ratio 3 is fine. There's a lot of artists I yeah, like that show for there. For sure. But listen to who else is on the panel. Tell me, okay? tell me more. You got a New York Times technology columnist named Kevin Roos. Okay. Okay. That's the moderator. Got it. And then Takeshi Murata is going to be in conversation with Claudia Schmuckley yep. from, I guess, uh, Fine the Arts Fine Museum Museums. of SF. Mm-hmm. She's a curator. She's the contemporary okay. curator, yeah, of that. All right. But then you've got Sarah Wendell Sherrill, co-founder and co-CEO of Lobus. Wait, what's that? Oh, yeah, Lobus, that group that says the future of art ownership. They must be about, like, you know, how to get people to be collectors. Remember back in the day there was all this shit that was like, um, we did a couple episodes where we talked about it, where it was going to be this thing where you can buy digital art, like, for a monitor in your house. Oh, yeah, I and do it was remember like a that. service. Yes. It was a service where you would, like, get a subscription or, like, you would go through this company and... Man, I'm going to dig into the archives maybe and play a clip from Oh, yeah. Okay, this is a clip from Wednesday, May 27, 2015, episode 39, Special Rejection. Anyhow, point is, there's lots of these websites. There's also one called Depict that I signed up for because a friend of mine was curating for them and said, oh, this is a cool thing. But I've never put work on there, so I don't know how the whole sales process actually works. But it's, you know, it's just like signing up for any other website like Etsy or something where like you you don't form, you don't make your own contract. You sign up and you sign away with their terms of service. You're not giving them paintings. You're like giving them digital files. So like you can like send JPEGs of your work. When I got that whole depict thing going, I was really like, I mean, I think if your work is digital art, great. Well, I mean, if you make paintings, you can just take high-res photographs of them and put them online. And then you sell them for, like, $15 or something. That's a lot of money, in my opinion, for, like, a file like that that the artist could have infinite of. It's not, like, a limited edition. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could say it is, and I guess you could make it that. So, apparently, that's a thing people do. I have no interest in looking at JPEGs on my computer screen of art. Mm. Very little interest. Unless I'm on a review panel for some group where you have to review work in that way, that's the way you do it. Uh But you're also talking to someone who doesn't have a smartphone, who doesn't answer emails on the weekend. I mean, like, I'm just like a fucking (laughs) Luddite, ultimately. You know what I mean? Uh So it's sort of like, I'm not maybe the person to really talk to about these new, awesome, awesome tech disruptions. Yeah. Okay, member, and let's check in with how it's doing now. No surprise there, they don't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, and did you talk about the last person on the panel, Sunshine Sexina? Oh, and then the last person, this is who really made me not want to have anything to do with it. They have Sunshine Sexina, who is the vice president of products at Coinbase, which is just <clears throat> basically like e-trade for cryptocurrency. Wow. It's <sighs> Yeah. You know what? It's where you keep your crypto portfolio. I have to say, I might have to. Noob. Yeah. Wow. I wonder why they're doing this. Because real crypto people have all their different separate wallets for each coin. (laughs) Who are they doing this for? Is this part of like the fog design fair or something? 
I Who's don't program know. Who is the it? Fuck oh, it's Ratio 3's program, for. but that's probably because they represent Takeshi, right? I don't have a f-, f mother cunting clue. I just know if you have the fucking vice president of Coinbase, you're not going to have a critical conversation because that person's whole livelihood depends on crypto being bought into an NFT dick getting sucked all night long. And I fucking hate this shit. And this is why I have to leave the country. Mm. I'm seeing now that the gift that they included I'm in... I'm playing the Lith- Lithuanian. I'm playing the <laughs> Lithuanian national anthem. <laughs> You're playing the Leaving the Bay Area song? Play the song, Kate. Play the song. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. <laughs> I'm seeing now that in the in this email that our that Margaret sent us the the GIF image is by Takeshi yeah. Murata, um, yeah. and it's a continuous it's a di- digital video basketball. edition one of one published as a not NFT. So maybe he's kill me. Yeah, I was gonna say I think the GIF, the GIF was cute, but now I hate it. <laughs> Sorry. Now we hate it. Well, you don't have to hate it. I like it. Like, I would, that's fine. Like, I would fucking look at that. Like, I think digital art is cool. Like, I'm all for digital art. I'm like, why does it have to be sold as a motherfucking number on a fucking Ethereum blockchain? Like, just fucking sell a GIF. Yeah. And then have a certificate of authenticity saying, oh, this person owns this GIF. And yeah, you can still copy and paste it, whatever you want. But here's a record that this guy owns it. That doesn't have have to be a fucking nft non-fungible token yeah. on the blockchain because who gives a shit who gives a shit about that <laughs> i love when you go off about nfts it's great the more airtime we give to it let's move on Moving Mason. On. we got listeners in Let- desperate need of help and assistance <laughs> let's never talk okay about this we're again. moving on it's great and hey who needs our you know let that be known that we are the luddites who are going to fucking you know, count ants in a cave. <laughs> and that's the kind of advice we're going to be giving, okay? Perfect. Okay, ready, Mason? Yeah. I'm keeping all these anonymous. Okay. Because it, it, I wasn't sure if people wanted us to say our names or not. Okay, that makes sense. If they don't okay, specify, ready? we should probably just keep it anonymous. Yeah, agreed. So, dear Kate and Maysoon, I recently moved my studio into my home, and I'm glad to be saving money, but I don't know what to do about my pets. Uh-oh. Don't do How anything. do I keep pet... Fr- Your pets are perfect. <laughs> That's the truth of it all. Ignore them. Ignore them. <laughs> Pretend they're not there. How do I keep pet fur out of paints, off fabric, oh, etc.? Well, I wish they would have said what exact medium they used because I have to say I knew a I had a teacher in college, a painting teacher, who told us never to leave your paints out if you have a cat that can access your area that you're painting in oh. because he had a cat that went blind <gasps> from eating oil paint. Oh no. He would like the cat would like walk in, you know, step in the oil paint. This is what I was told yeah. and I d- I never I didn't fact check this. But keep the oil paint, especially if you're using like lead white or Naples yellow, has mm-hmm. has lead in it. So keep that, uh, keep your cats away from the paint and dogs and lizards. Yeah, 
I remember being to your studio with Wally there and feeling nervous that he was going to sniff something up by mistake on the floor there. Yeah, he. I usually keep a good eye. He, I mean, he knows that there's no food in there, so he usually just sleeps in his little bed. Yeah. But uh, that is, it's risky. Keep the stuff out of the reach of pets. Did you ever um, get? Did you okay. ever get like Wally hair in your paintings? Like, have you had that that problem? Hell yes. What do you do? Does Absolutely. it even matter? Does it look like just like a brush stroke after after all is said and done? Mm, it depends. Yeah. I, I try to fish them out of there. You get a little dry brush and you kind of try to fish it out of there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, pets are just, I, they're just going to take over is the problem. That's sort of their nature. I would say to this artist, if there's any way, okay, actually, I have an idea. Okay. 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 Do you ever watch the show Taskmaster? No, I've never heard of it even. Uh, Okay. It's a great show that you would love. It's a British game show where comedians compete and do ridiculous tasks to win points. Perfect. It's very silly. There's no real good prize at the end. (laughs) Anyhow, point is... Not even a turkey painting? (laughs) They set up sometimes, if it's going to be kind of a messy task, they set up kind of like a Dexter-style kill room. Okay, that's where awesome. they have like basically plastic sheeting oh coming down from the ceiling. So this is what I think the listener should do. You got to take some gaff tape. Oh my god, you're really going tape. full on. Yep, get yourself like a step ladder or whatever you need to get up to the ceiling, and you got to make yourself kind of a tinted plastic area inside whatever area you know is going to be your workspace. Yep. Okay, put your table in there, and then you got to make some kind of closure. You got to gaff tape the seams, and then you got to have some type of closure, maybe with magnets. Or I think Velcro. You could do a Velcro or. Oh, perfect. Velcro is way better than magnets Mm -hmm. because that'll keep really keep the fur out. And it's self sticking. And then uh, slap it on the two pieces of plastic and you're done. Yeah, that's perfect, Maysoon. That's ideal. And then maybe, I don't know who, uh, if this person. But you need an antechamber, we all got. You need like the secondary chamber before you get yeah, in the pre-chamber, yeah, the airlock. Because you that's where you have to either change your shoes and your clothing. Because your the fur is everywhere, and probably even put on a little hair a hair cover. I mean, it depends on Absolutely. how serious you are about it. Like if you really are kind of like, I work with like high gloss enamel. Everything shows on the surface. I have to be very careful. Oh my god! You know, then yes. maybe you really need to like. Maybe you should just you paint need a naked. clean room. <laughs> that sounds terrible. You have to be naked in there. You yes. have to be naked, or wear one of those hat suits and a snork mask. <laughs> wear um, a snork mask. Exactly. One more thing about it is if this person, I'm assuming they have an air purifier, since we all have air purifiers now. Well, and hopefully with the paint, yeah. You can also have that in the antechamber or the clean room or whatever spot you need. (laughs) Right, exactly. Get that in the mix. Because I know mine is sucking up cat fur all day and night. I take the filters out to clean them. Yeah. And I see the fur in there. Oh, my God. And it is atrocious. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think we solved that person's problem. I also wanted the other question or the other side of it would be to truly not let your cat into your studio or your animal. Maybe you have a dog. You didn't actually specify your pets, which I was disappointed in because I want to know if it's like, are we talking about a bird? Are we talking about a mouse? Are we talking about a hamster, a gerbil, a zebra, a cat, a dog? What are we talking about? A capybara. A capybara. A otter. 
A beaver. You tell me. A Western grebe. There's so many pets, potential pets out there in the world. <laughs> so the other option would I'm be. Like, <laughs> we should just list animals for 15 minutes. <laughs> Let's just do that for the whole next episode. Um, <laughs> you could just, you know, you still probably need an antechamber just in, ca- in case the cat tries to get in between like your the door of your studio and your living room or wherever. Yes. Probably just don't let the cat into your studio if you have the ability to close it off or you have to make that big plastic tent that Kate just described in full detail with duct tape and Velcro. Or you could just get on the residency circuit or, and just always be at a residency. Yeah. Or you could put in your antechamber. It's so easy to do. do Anyone can do it. You could lay down a mat of sticky tape, like a mat, because cats, well, cats, this is the thing. I don't know about any other animal, but cats, cats fucking hate stickiness. <laughs> So you got to maybe you oh, cover keep them the plastic tent. Ooh, that's smart. This it's double-sided tape on one side so the cats don't go anywhere near it and it oh, also yeah, collects the hair, great. the fur. <laughs> that'll look phenomenal. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> are we okay. talking about it looking phenomenal? We're not talking about the art or are we talking I about the structure. That. Who knows what this person Anyhow, can live please with. Please tell us what you end up doing and let us know how it's going. I really hope this works out for you. I'm excited. And send pictures of pets. People, if you're writing in about an animal, you got to be sending a picture of Yeah, we need to see animal. this animal immediately. That's required. And also required to know hey, its Mason, name. Speaking of studios, my studio space, real time and space over here in Oakland, California, yeah. has a fundraiser coming up for our residency oh, program. Yeah. It is on December 4th. I cannot so wait. Check it out. It's on Saturday. That's a Saturday, December 4th, uh-huh. in a couple of weeks. Is that two weeks away? Where are we? Some amount of weeks One, away. Two. And I got a painting in there. There's going to be all kinds of rare and beautiful artworks that you're going to be able to get for a steal. Cool. So uh, you can find Real Time and Space on Instagram at Real Time and Space, or you can go to the website, realtimeandspace.org. I think it's .org. <laughs> and that all that money goes to our residency program. We don't get any of it. <laughs> Only the residents support. It's to support the residents. So get in there, support real time and space if you feel like it. And you do feel like you it. You feel like it. Can I read the second email? Oh, yeah, okay. you read it. Hi, ladies. Long time listener. First time Wait, caller. Hold on, hold on, mm. hold on. You didn't like the way I said that? I don't like I don't like that they called us ladies. Oh, you just have a problem right from the, you know, sometimes people can't help it. But yeah, it's a little bit weird in this day and age to sort of like start with that. It's almost like a diminutive or something. It could also be, they could I have said I'm, more like a, hey there like a hey dude not hey dudes but just like a hey there everybody how's it going like a little bit more neutral maybe okay well they're starting off on a bad foot so let's continue continue on and see how it goes long time listener first time caller i think that's cute okay i like that i like that (laughs) we're gonna stop at every (laughs) sentence i've been working on a new (laughs) body of work for the last year and i think i'm finally ready to talk about to talk to people about exhibiting it what are the rules of thumb about asking gallerists, curators, and other art pros to come in for a studio visit? Do people even do this anymore? Should I include images in the invitation email? Good question. That shit's hard. Well, you're the curator, soon, so really break it down. Honestly, I don't really get that many requests like this. It's I feel like it's from, I don't usually get requests from artists to do a studio visit, right? It's from, it's usually been... Me, me requesting artists, requesting studio visits of artists, right? Where I don't know. I always, I don't really know what the 
what the best way to do this is. I'd be curious to hear from you on what if you've done this before and how. I've definitely asked people for, to come t- for a studio visit, but it's usually somebody I know and right. have a relationship right. with. Right. I think that is probably the best place to start. And then I think if one of the, like to start with someone you know, I just think cold calling in this day and age just isn't a great thing to do if you can help it. So if But what do you do if you don't know anyone? You must know someone. You must know another artist. I mean, just start with a, I think for, before you get into it, I think you ought to just start, have a couple visits with a friend. I had a friend who did this and I came for a studio visit and then they were kind of working up to the bigger, not bigger, but like to the people they didn't know as well. Mm -hmm. So they kind of warmed up with close friends and then maybe moved on to like former teachers or whoever, like people they had worked with before. And then they moved on to the cold calling. And how did that go? The big fish. I don't, I don't know how it went once it got to that third dimension. Oh, see, I want to know. I want to know how that goes, especially in the cold call world. I mean, typically, I would say, maybe like you were saying, start start small or start with people that you're com- more, most comfortable with, and then I kind of often think that from from those early conversations. Maybe those people have suggestions of other people to talk to, or they know people that you should connect with, and then you can kind of connect through a friend. Sometimes is also a good way to go. Ooh, that's good. A little monkey bar situation. Yeah, kind of monkey bars versus just like a straight cold a little call. leapfrog. And then maybe that person uh-huh. says, "Oh, you know, I think this would be really great for the work." Like my friend works in this gallery and does really, you know, whatever. Then they might know someone who is really kind of further away, but because they have, maybe they'll offer to do introductions. And there's kind of like. You know, that's a pretty good, a pretty good way. That's in. a good way. Yeah. Or may soon, should we say it's a post-2020 world that we're living in? Who knows what's on the horizon? Civilization is collapsing. Just go for it. Cold call away. Just fucking send a fucking email to Larry Gagoshin and hope for the best. <laughs> I think cold call if you want to cold call. If you don't give a fuck and you're ready to just like get it out there, go for it. I don't know. I honestly wouldn't recommend it. But what do you think, Kate? Would you do that? I don't think you would I do don't that, know. Dude. I sent I sent my comic out to some publishers oh. as kind of a cold call. How did that go? And I got a couple nice notes back, but nobody wanted to publish jack shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. But okay, wait. I have a cold but, call. But did a, did those publishers have like a submission policy? Because a lot of places will have a, a way yeah, to submit. Work. I only submitted to places that said that they took submissions. Okay, so maybe maybe that's the other option is to look look at you know galleries and institutions that actually take receive. Oh, but they don't. None of them do. None of them do. Still, I think this listener has the Division? best idea. Root Division mm, used to. Soex they have used open to. calls. Oh, open calls. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, Soex does for their like registry or whatever. Artist they have registry. like an artist okay. hopper where you can put your work in. I do have one fairy tale story of a cold call. My old boss, who I was a studio assistant for back when I lived in Ohio, mm-hmm. would have me just send out packets with with like color prints, like little pictures of her work. And then, like, a CD-ROM of, like, different work of hers and, like, a cover letter saying, like, hey, you know, a little something about the place or the person we were sending it to and, like, all this stuff. And she got fucking representation at a gallery in New York through that. Right. 
Isn't that bonkers? This was like back in the day. But that like, was back in the day when shit like that's how kind of that's how things were kind of done. I don't know. Could still happen. But I would say if a if a place doesn't. Well, this person's asking about studio visits, though. So that's like a whole nother. Thing. Oh, yeah, that's totally different. OK, Sorry, we really got. But off I track would say there. go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. If you're cold emailing people, go ahead and include some images in the invitation email. Why not? Yeah. Why not? You're already going out on a limb. May as well just go the full nine miles. Maybe just make the whole thing a fucking video. And then when they open the email, it's a video of you, like, welcoming (laughs) them into your studio saying you could be here and have a full, like, um, charcuterie. I mean, honestly, you could do something totally bonkers like that. And I bet you some people (laughs) would really be into it. Like, wow, this person really went all out. It's like one of those. If any um, curator. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. No. You go ahead. And you go ahead. I was going to, I was trying to remember like, what are those like little (laughs) videos that you send in when you want to be on a TV show or something or a comp, like some kind of. Like an audition? An audition tape, basically. Yeah, there you go. Um, if any curators have thoughts on this question, go go ahead and send them in. I don't have any good advice, though, about chasing any kind of opportunity without feeling like a total douchebag. Yeah. It always feels bad. You really, the dream is just to have the gnomes come into your studio at night and take the work out and leave money and letters of appreciation. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> Should we start is that like is that like podcast part two where we become gnomes and go into people's studios and pay them? Uh, fuck yeah, I want to apply for a gnomes? grant to get Are that you money. Kidding? That'd be cool. To shrink us into gnome size? No, let's get a grant to get money. I want to be so six inches tall. People's studios and pay them. But then I also need like a mech suit exoskeleton to be six feet tall sometimes. Oh wow, okay, yeah. Okay, thank you to that caller slash writer in yeah, listener. That was great. And I have to say, we treasure listener feedback. So anytime anyone wants to write in with questions, comments, concerns, please send us an email. Congratulations, pinetree at gmail.com. We live for that. It is our bread and butter. <laughs> True that. Or yes, may soon, our bao y manteiga. Oh, I don't think I know how to say I'm butter learning, in Arabic. I'm learning food words. Oh, good. We haven't gotten there yet. Bummer. Okay, ready for the next email? Yes, go for it. Dear Pine Tree, I have so many works on paper that I have bought at fundraisers and print sales and open studios over the years. I love all this work, but there's no way I can display all of it in my (gasps) one-bedroom apartment. No. Is there a graceful way to resell artwork? Should I try to give some of this work back to the artist? What do I do? Oh, my God. This is awful. <laughs> okay, Mason, what do you do? I can't. I have no idea. I do not know. And I, I need this advice because I have two pieces in my house that I want, would like to move along, move along in the world. And I don't know what to do about it. Wait, art that you want to get rid of? Mm-hmm. From artists that you know? One of them is someone that I I know knew. I don't know if they're still around. And one of them is something I got from an auction that I just don't. I'm now no longer attached to. And <gasps> may soon. It's quite large. It's a large photograph, and I'm ready to move on from it. And I don't really know what to do. So it's just sitting like, oh my god, I can't even. We can't even. I just feel like I can't even say it. Oh my god in heaven! What? What do you mean? Well, I'm just like okay, as an artist. I oh, I don't shit. know. Is I this wouldn't like be the offended. Worst topic for you? 
No, but I'm just trying to think like, I wouldn't be offended if somebody was like, hey, I bought your painting like this long ago. Can I just give it back to you? I would not give a refund. No, of course not. I don't know. I don't think um, that's right. I think that's fucked up. Yeah. Okay. So you shouldn't talk to. The, are we just going to say you don't do talk to the artist about it? Okay. Don't. Never talk artists to the artist so about sensitive. it. Artists are so They would probably feel terrible. They would die. They would, they would wither and like, die. Oh my god! This person flakes. doesn't like my work anymore. That's shitty. Okay. Don't do that. Don't let the artist know. No, you can never let the artist know. They can never come that. to your house again. You know what you, you could have do? To cut ties. You could just re-gift it to someone. Just say. Either give it to them or ask if they can hold it for you. You know, like enjoy it. But then it. you're not really, then you're not solving the problem. You're just spreading the problem. Well, no, but maybe someone has space in their home to hang that work up. And they want it. You got to double check that they actually want it. Well, no, of course. I said re- oh, re-gifting would be, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, okay. I love the work, but there's no way I can display all of it. Okay. Well, first off, are you sure you can't display it all? Because have you looked at the ceiling? <laughs> no, Kate. What's on the ceiling? Maybe Get you could put it on, on the, the floor and then put like plexi over the floor. Yeah, you can set up a new kill room and hang art on the <laughs> plastic walls. Okay. Okay. So assuming that's true and you truly can't display all the work, <laughs> yeah. can you resell it? Man, I don't know how you're going to do that without, without, you know what I mean? Without the artist knowing somehow. You know what I mean? I mean, if you're not still, unless it's if something the that an auction will, house is going to take, you know? And they're not. I they're mean, not going to take it. If it's a Picasso, and you're, good luck. Go for it. <laughs> I just don't think there is a graceful way to resell it. Because people are going to find out. Like, what, are you going to have a yard sale? Wait, let's really get this all out. Okay, should I try to give it back to the artist? No. no they can never know. You have to ghost them. Don't do that. What do I do? I don't know. You got to find a secret and clandestine way to get this shit out of your house. (laughs) Or you just have to make peace with it and just live with a lot of works on paper in a pile, you know, making a home for silverfish in your one bedroom apartment. Are there places that resell artwork? Like, you know how there's like thrift stores that resell like shoes and clothing and there's high end thrift stores and, you know, your regular thrift stores. Like, is there something I mean, you like can that get for artwork? All kind, if it's framed, you can definitely take it to Goodwill. Well, I know Goodwill, but like something where like there's people who like art actually go to look at art and buy. <laughs> They're not looking for like an no ironic idea. velvet clown painting. Maybe like a nice furniture store. I just haven't seen that. God, why don't <laughs> we have that? We should have like a secondhand art, sh- art store. Is that terrible? When you bought, when your eyes were bigger than your stomach and you had 5,000 drawings for Monster Drawing Rally with nowhere to put them. Yeah, welcome to my world. We need to open a store for that, for like the third, <laughs> third hand Monster Drawing pictures. Uh, yeah, I just don't even know where you could donate. Oh, oh, could you donate to an auction? Mm, probably not. No, and not without the artist's permission, I right. think. Right, of course. Thank you, Kate. Of course not. And then that violates the prime directive of never letting the artist know. <laughs> That's the prime directive, 100% in this situation. I really think regifting it is your best option. Giving it to someone who you tr- genuinely think will love it. Yeah, but then they're just going to write into us asking, what do I do with all this art my friend keeps giving me that <laughs> yeah. I don't want? But it's no longer your responsibility. So you can just wipe your hands clean of the worry and concern. <laughs> 
And that person can just re-gift that work to the next person. Oh, my God. This is the worst. Kate, does this kind of shit keep you up at night thinking about this nonsense? Hell no. What keeps me up at night is my weird dreams I've been having about Arnold Palmer. Oh, the drink? The the golfer. (laughs) What do you know about Arnold? Why are you dreaming about Arnold Palmer? I had a dream last night that Arnold Palmer, the dead golfer who died in 2016, became the biggest donor and benefactor to Acre, the artist residency in Steuben, Wisconsin. Oh, Oh, that's so specific and great. I think it just means that I took my melatonin last night and it gives me freaky dreams. Oh, (laughs) all right. I really think we did the best we can with this one, this question. I think we did more than our best. We did really, really good. (laughs) <laughs> I like how really, really good is is more than the best. <laughs> well, Maysoon, speaking of the best, I have to tell you about a little section of this bird called Ooh. Birds of Lake. Um, did I say this bird? You said I have this to little tell section you section of this birds. I have to tell you a little section of this book called Birds <laughs> of Lake Merritt by Alex Harris. Oh, I'm supposed to reach out to that guy. Okay, I'm on it. You have so much due <laughs> next, next week. Here it's due. Okay, it's fucking midterms for May soon. And oh, it's, it's midterms, all right. Okay. And no holidays but for me. Hopefully, learning about this bird, the greater scalp will really fuel you on your endeavors, okay? Okay, thank because you. Because yes. the Latin name for the greater scalp is Athea Marilla. Okay. 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 Latin is a dead language, Maysoon, and the length of this bird is 15 to 22 inches. Yes, it's definitely a duck type of bird. Yeah, If you had to put a name to it. Male greater scalps are one of a few types of ducks often described as Oreo ducks, thanks to the dark head, breast, and tail, which sandwich a white midsection that's gray on top. If your Oreo's white midsection is gray on top, consider not eating it. Alex Harris, you card. What? What the (laughs) hell is that supposed to mean? What's wrong with it? Don't eat an Oreo that's gray. Unless it's one of those Halloween ones or something. Up close, you (laughs) might notice that this gray color is an intricate black and white striping reminiscent of the fly-knit Nike shoe fabric. Yes, this duck resembles a cross between a running shoe and a delicious cookie treat. Wow, Alex Harris. Does he actually write that? (laughs) Yeah, Alex Harris was getting real creative with the greater scout. Okay, he has never written this creatively before in all the birds. No, he's never. He's really letting it loose now. We're deep in. We're we're several birds in. Maybe he was stoned when he wrote this particular bird. Hell yeah, that's what I'm thinking about whenever I (laughs) get high on the ganja. I just think about Oreos and Teddy Grahams. And Nike shoes. That's how long ago it has been. Okay, both male and female of these greater scalps have yellow eyes and beautiful silvery blue beaks from which they derive their bluebill nickname. Well, that is a beautiful little moment of waterfowl appreciation. Everyone should really get this book from Heyday Books. And Heyday Books, if you want to reach out to me and give me some free books, I have straight up been advertising for you for like 14 (laughs) weeks. 
It's true. You're not wrong. Maybe we should send them a little email. Maybe we should call cold call Heyday Books and ask if they have any more bird books in the Bay Area. Hey, Maysoon, I have an idea for our um, whatever, you know, whatever our next milestone, if you want to do a year, a thing in June for the next year yeah. anniversary, or if we want to wait for our 300th episode or whatever. We got to do, we've never done a clip show. We got to do a clip oh, show. And I know on TV's. Idea. I know on TV shows, clip shows are always trash, but we'll make an actually good one. Because I was thinking about all the clips that I would pull in from interviews and all our past episodes. Ooh, I'm into that. Remember when we went to the IAMA for the first time? Oh, yeah, your fave. Oh, yeah. Some great clips, some great moments, some weird moments. So many weird moments. (sighs) Do you think Heyday wants to publish any of my books or anything? Should I start cold calling people? I think you should. I'm going to start cold calling people, and then I can really speak from my own experience yeah. about how bad it sucks. Well, you did a good job sending sending a little packet to the people that took submissions, and they, some of them responded. That was good. I thought that was a good way. Thank to do you, Maysoon. Well, right, Maysoon, I'm going to be taking my melatonin, and I'm going to be dreaming from the bridge to the floating bridge above the bay. To the butterfly's wing in the rainbow galaxy. To the hills far off and to the sunset. (laughs) This has been Congratulations Pinecone Tree. Tree. Tree.